The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast, where this week we're presenting our top 10 West Cork sporting moments from 2023. I'm your host, Dylan Magan, and I'm joined today by Star Sport Editor, Kieran McCarthy. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose Credit Union, choose local, choose community. Now, as I said, on this week's podcast, we have our top 10 West Cork sporting moments from an incredible year of West Cork sport. But just first, a very little bit of admin to get through as um, just a reminder for our upcoming publishing dates. The Star will be in shops and online as normal during the holiday period. So that's on the 28th of December, next week's edition, will have our news and sports review editions as well. So that's a great um thing to look forward to over Christmas. And as well, we'll be back on the 4th of January to start the year off right and begin the countdown to another end of year review for 2024. This will also be our last podcast of the year. So um, we'll, uh, we'll be celebrating it's a bit more of a, a relaxed podcast this week as we take a look back at the year gone by. And Kieran, before we get into the list itself, it's been an incredible year. Like we've been chatting about it kind of off camera quite a lot about how West Cork sports in, in kind of a golden era. And we were talking about that last year, how West Cork sports in a golden era. But again, this year has been the 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 kind of quality and, and the levels that people are reaching has been amazing. Oh, it's incredible. Like West Cork never ceases to surprise me. It's it's the gift that keeps on giving in terms of sports. Um, 2023, you could say it's the year that West Cork GA fought back, you know, as in it's been a, not saying there was lean years there, but um, with a headline on this week's star about the, the empire striking back. And that really was it because you look at, at West Cork, it's seen as football heartland here in Cork. And it was this year that the local GA teams just found their stride and hit a new level. So many County titles came here with Munster titles coming to West Cork. We have an all an All Ireland title after the weekend. So, and the GA scene, brilliant, brilliant year. But there was so much more beside that. And I think the beauty of West Cork sport is that it's across everything. It's every sport you could imagine. Um, it's represented here in in West Cork. And putting together this top ten moments from from the year, it, it, it's always tough. Like you kind of start off then and you're thinking, okay, well that's in, that's in, that's in, and it gets to the point where you're like oh crap I've got to make decisions here is in why doesn't that get in why and so on and so on and you could almost have a top 20 list at this stage and maybe mm. the way it's called that that could be in years to come we could have a top 20 sports moments but that just highlights where we are in West Cork right now just uh we keep saying it it's a golden time for West Cork sport and the brilliant thing is that there, there's no wind in sight and what I liked about this year is just the kind of the 
if you always see the kind of young guns starting to come, as in the next generation of of, of um, young sports people, and, and let's even say earlier this week we had a couple of sports star awards over the Celtic Rossworth Hill, and one of the young sports um sports stars was Katie Kingston, who got a Paddy Palmer Youth Award, and she's a sixteen year old um from Cora, and she won five All Ireland medals in the javelin in this year alone. Like so, kind of that's uh. That's a specialist sport. We don't see much javelin here in West Cork, but she's a, she's a, a young a young West Cork sports person putting javelin on the map locally. So someone to keep an eye on in, in the years ahead. But that just shows that the, the wheel keeps on turning. Yeah, absolutely. There's something there for everyone. And um, we might as well get into the list now and starting with number 10. By the way, for our listeners, this list was chosen by our sports editor, by Kieran McCarthy. So if there are any... Um, grievances we can direct him an email at sport at southernstar.ie obviously we have uh, plenty of honorable mentions there as well but number 10 kieran you went for the west cork um kind of showing at cheltenham in 2023 yeah we had a super cheltenham festival back in march with two local winners with gavin Cheatham from dunmanway he his third cheltenham winner um, he had a success and you wear it well in the Jack de Bromhead Mayor's Novices Hurdle and that follows on from his wins in 2015 on Cole Harden and 2020 on Simply the Bits and then there was also um, Brian Hayes from Moss Carberry he had his first um, his first ever Cheltenham winner on Impervious in the Petty Power Mayor's Chase and that was on the final day of, of the festival and Justin Gavin for a second what a year this man has had in November, he rode his 700 career winner. He's after a couple of huge wins already in December. And actually, his Cheltenham win earlier in the year. It's a it's a year that, that Gavin won't forget. But um, back to Brian for a moment. After his winner, he's described it as a dream come true. And it was exactly that. This was a young fella who played football. This Yeah, he was a young fella, sorry. Yeah, he played football at Carberry Rangers back in the day. Um, horse racing, that's where, that's where his passion lay. He followed that, you know, he put football to one side and uh, all these years later, he gets his first Cheltenham winner. It's just just a great story. And with um, he was presented with a West Cork Sports Star Award back in, I think it was April or May, just after that. Lovely fella, um, lovely to meet him. And it's just great to see that, that West Cork representation in, in horse racing. We'd known Feely there for years. I mean, the likes of Gavin and Brian kind of kind of flying, flying the flag. And long may that continue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh... Elsewhere, Brian had a, a good um, June as well as he was in the front row for one of the best uh, tennis games I've ever seen. In the, That was the, the final between Alcaraz and Djokovic. He was pictured uh, in the Royal Box uh, with Rachel Blackmore with all the stars there as well. So not a bad year for him um, outside of horse racing as well in that sense. And for... Works in a job, isn't it? To get into exactly. the at Wimbledon, and you're right, like that. That was an epic. Jesus, that that that, that men's final was 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 something else. Um, Brian was there with his partner Rachel Blackmore. Rachel was actually at the Celtic Ross for the Sports Award presentation back earlier this year as well. So I think Brian is a quite a good year when you when you when you package it all together. Um, within the Cheltenham, getting into the Royal Box, watching that uh, watching that tennis epic, getting the Celtic Ross West Cox Sports Star Award getting it in the Southern Star Sports section on numerous occasions. So it's probably been the, the sporting year of his life, Dylan. Yeah, best luck to him and to um, Gavin going into 2024 as well. 
Let's move on to number nine and Kieran. The West Cork Mafia have been added again this year with some incredible performances. They helped end Munster's 12-year trophy drought, winning the URC final in Cape Town. And individually as well, each member has had had a great season too. Yeah, there's an argument that this could have been higher up the list in number nine. Um, and I was kind of um, mulling over this. But we have, just as a teaser, we have another rugby entry kind of higher up the list. But uh, that's not to, to overlook West Cork's role in Munster's URC win back in May. But even West Cork's role in, in Munster's run to that um, to that uh, final win down in Cape Town. So go back to the semi-final against Linster for a second up in the Aviva. It was in Shannon's Jack Crowley who got that that drop goal near the end to much to the to the delight of Munster fans of broke Linster hearts, but it was um Jack came through the ranks of Brendan Grammer and Brendan Rugby Rugby Club, so he got the score that put Munster into the final. Then on the final itself, Jack had another super game down in um, Cape Town against the Stormers. Uh, John Hoddett from Ross Carberry got the winning try um, near the end. He's a he's a Ross Carberry man. Gavin Coombs from Skipperine had a super game that day as well. Uh, really, really worked hard, really impressed and caught the eye. And then we Josh Witcherly from, from Bentry came on as a replacement in, in the second half. So you had four West Cork men playing active roles in, in Munster's first trophy success in 12 seasons. And Fanine Witcherly was unlucky not to be part of it too. So on the pod- podcast over the last couple of years, we've been championing the, I suppose, the rise of West Cork rugby and the the impact and influence of West Cork men and women at, at the various levels of Munster. And we saw it at the highest level this year that there was West Cork fingerprints on Munster's URC success. And it's just great to see so many local lads um, flying that West Cork flag at the highest level. And it's great that they're still doing it again this season. Yeah, absolutely. And just a side note as well, um, outside of um, kind of the Munster contingent, there's still... Rugby in West Cork has grown quite a lot in in the the last few years, and it, it was a great year for, um, the Skibreen ladies rugby team. A great year for Bantry Bay. They won the under eighteen Munster title. There's Abbey Salter Townsend and another few on the on Munster's women's team as well. So kind of rugby as a whole, um, could be a highlight here aside from just the West Cork uh, contingent on on Munster's team. Exactly, like what we hear in West Cork has had a boom over the last couple of years, and it's been just great to see. And it's okay when you look at the likes of the Gavin Coombs and the Jack Crowleys and the Liam Coombs and Finneen and John and all those that John had it at Munster level. They're at the highest level, but there's a kind of there's a there's a conveyor belt of talent behind them on on the way up as, as well, which is great to see. And West Cork is a hotspot for rugby players right now. And you you mentioned the likes of Abby Salter Towns and the new Gillian Coombs, the older sister of Gavin, who's on that Munster Women's Interpro team. Michelle O'Driscoll from Lep, who played um with Skib. Um she she's also had, had a good year on the rugby field. But it's even let's kind of even bring it down to Clonic Kilty Rugby Club opened their new um Astro facility earlier in the year. Like that's an incredible facility over in Clanakilty. And that's an example of a club which is very strong numbers at underage level as well. So the popularity of rugby, it's just increasing here in West Cork because we, you have that kind of, you can see you can be effects because it's local players, whether it's Inya Breen from Skib or it's uh, Jack Crowley who played in Benden or Finian Witchley out in Bentry. Young kids can, re- can see locals from their area playing at the highest level and that makes it... Um, that makes it so much so possible to realize their dreams. Like we said before in this podcast, 
those young those stars right now they're joining the dots from West Cork to Munster to Ireland even to World Cups as we saw with Jack Crowley this year and long may that continue it's interesting to see as well before we move on to to number eight that kind of participation and interest in rugby in West Cork is growing at a time when kind of rugby globally and maybe even nationally in Ireland um, just in terms of participation is kind of falling a little bit so it's interesting to see um, maybe it's, it's partly that, as you say people uh, kind of the stars like like uh, the Crowleys and the Coombs um, kind of showing people what's possible from West Cork uh, but it's just just kind of a, an interesting um, kind of comparison to make as well. It, it, it is like and, and the sport is growing here I'm just thinking again to the West Cork Sports Star Awards this year Saskia literally got a, a youth award and yeah. she's the young sister of um Finine and Josh and she was a, a young West Cork woman who kind of kept who captained Ireland at the under 18 um, Women's Six Nations Festival earlier in the year and she's also co-captain of the Munster under 18's team in the Interpros you've had kind of a, a young player like Dylan Hicks um, out from Bantry who's brought into the Munster Academy and he's a he's a young fella to watch as well so like I was saying, we have the kind of you have to call them established players now, the 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 local players, men and women, who are kind of part of the furniture, you could say, at, at the, the monster teams. But you also have that kind of that next generation on the way up as well. And it's that that's what's pushing it forward because you take it right back to Darren Sweetenham. He was a trailblazer. He kicked he kicked it all off, kicked it all off when he went from the Menway to Munster. And now what we're seeing is is rugby players emerging from all corners of West Cork. And I think that's quite important. Think back to Laura Sheehan down from Oregon, who played at the Munster women's team and was captured Ireland numerous times as well. So it's not just a, a success story that you can say, okay, that's that's bending or that's skip. Like this is right across West Cork. And I think that's what what's quite encouraging is that um that it is right across the region. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The best maybe yet to come for West Cork rugby we'll see in 2024. We'll move on out to number eight and the first of many GAA entries in this list. It's been a brilliant year for West Cork GAA teams, so much so that in this week's Southern Star, we have a, a countdown of the top 10 West Cork GAA moments um, as opposed to West Cork sporting moments. There are just so many. There's a list of its own. But for number eight, Kieran, you've gone for kind of the, the team that kicked off or open the floodgates of, of Cups coming west in Oliver Plunkett's, who won the County Junior B football and hurling double earlier this year. Yeah, this was a, a huge achievement for Plunkett's, and it was right back in the summer. And it's almost like we're in December now, and it's I'm not saying it's forgotten, but it was so earlier in the year, um, right smack bang in the middle of the summer. And there's been so much success for West Cork teams since then that it's almost easy to forget what Plunkett's achieved, but to win a county junior B double in hurling and football in, in the space of a week was absolutely incredible. They made Parky Ring their home for, for those for those two weekends, winning the hurling final first and in the football title the week after. Um, just an, an incredible week for, for Plunkett's. And it's just a success story for that club because they had kind of, they hadn't, I wouldn't say fallen in hard times, but they, but they had been struggling. So for them to get back to... To get back to winning winning a county title, I think it was huge for the club. It's definitely re, re energized the club. Um Plunkett's are kind of currently in action in the in the Munster Junior B competition. They did a super win there a couple of weeks back and has put them through to the final, to the semi-final, sorry, in the I think that's in the in the new year. So Plunkett's are the first GA entry. But this is also one of the ones I was mulling over because Plunkett's got in at the expense of Barry Row footballers. And I know the I hope the Barry Row contingent aren't turning off the podcast right now. Um, because it just shows 
how how tough it was to select the top ten. Like Barry Rowe had an incredible year winning their first Carberry Junior A football championship, and in in a normal year, after such a thing as a normal year in West Cork sport, they'd be in that top ten. But I, I just felt what Plunkett's did, winning back, winning a, a, a double, a, a double in hurling football at, count, at county level, that just deserves recognition. So, Sean Holland here in the Star Sports Department, he's a he's a Barry Roman. I'm not sure he's seen the list just yet. I'm waiting for him to burst through the door here and try and right the wrong of Barry Roe getting knocked off. But I don't think anyone would begrudge Plunkett's taking their place on the top 10. Absolutely. We may, maybe we'll give number 11 to Barry Rowe and make it a, a top 11 list. But um, yeah, Plunk, brilliant for Plunkett's. And the fact it was in the space of a week as well, winning the, the two titles is is incredible. So congratulations to all involved there. We'll move on now to number seven. And Kieran, West Cork soccer, um, the Kennedy Cup team earlier this year, they kind of, um they went where no West Cork um. Kennedy Cup team has gone before and finished third overall and it was an incredible achievement and one thing that I um kind of noticed at the time is the there was a real sense of kind of investment and involvement I don't know what the right word is from from local people in their success because obviously they went up to to UL to play and um the games were streamed live on Facebook and I was watching one of their games and there were tens and tens of comments coming in saying, good luck, West Cork, good luck, West Cork. And it was just brilliant to see the the amount of um, kind of excitement that, that it all brought as well. Yeah, it was, this is huge for, for West Cork soccer. And um, if you think if you look at the West Cork School Boys and School Girls League as, as a whole for a second, um, it, it, it's in a good place in terms of the West Cork Academy. We there recently with a West Cork underage team head across to Spain. They were playing Atletico Madrid Valencia, like kind of wow, was in terms of they're playing mm. stellar opponents and they were playing, they were playing those clubs under seventeen um teams, um we've seen West Cork teams go across to to England, um they've played friendlies over there, they've gone to, they've gone to Liverpool's training ground and so on, so um there's there's huge work going on at school boys and school girls level in West Cork and almost the the Kennedy Cup team was was the face of that this year in terms of their third place finish, which definitely put West Cork soccer on the map. It was the best ever finish of any West Cork team ever competing at the Kennedy Cup. So that just straight away, that merits its place on, on the top 10 moments of the year. But you're dead right, Dylan. Huge, huge interest in it locally for that week that the tournament ran up in UL. Um, it's always a magical week. Like you've you've the, the creme de la creme of, of, of under 14 soccer players in Ireland, kind of, they're all congregating in, in Limerick for this festival of football. And, West Cork, they won't go there to make up the numbers. Like they went there with an intent to do something special, and that's exactly what they did to to finish towards and go all the way to the semi final first. And that was their only defeat of the of the week. But they went to the playoff then, and they won that in penalties. And you've, uh, for instance, you've a young fellow like Tom Whaley who scored six goals. I think he was the joint top scorer in the Kennedy Cup, and um, that week it's just it's just great for for local soccer. It just um, puts West Cork soccer on the map, and I think what it helps too. For the, the people who were driving West Cork soccer, um, when they start saying, look what we did without facilities, imagine what we could do mm. if we had proper facilities, because there is no home for soccer in West Cork. And a lot of sports can actually say that, but, but soccer can as well. And I know they'd love to get pitches here. They'd love to have a base, a home where they, they, they could work from. But it's it's easier to approach the politicians and the businesses when you can say, we, got, we finished turning the country without a yeah. home. Imagine what we could do if there was investment here, if we had a place to call home. So 
I think it's a it's it's a great success story for this year. But you'd hope too that it's something that West Cork can build on in the years to come as well. Yeah, hopefully it leaves uh, some sort of a legacy there as well. And they were really unlucky in their semi final. Like they were probably the better team in that game, but were just beaten by um, it was an incredible volley from about twenty five yards. So there's not much you can do when somebody sticks it in the top corner. So. Um, maybe 2024 they could go one better who knows we'll move on now to number six and Kieran this is somebody who we've had on the podcast recently Fiona Everard who won uh, the women's senior national cross country title earlier this year in November and I guess what's incredible about about Fiona is the fact that she did this just or less than 12 months let's say uh, after winning the the novice title, so it's a, an incredible rise in the space of a year. I call Fiona the, the, the surprise packet, and, and that's why because it's um she came out of nowhere as such to, to to win the women's senior title at the national cross country championships in November. Go back to, to December twenty twenty two, she won the novice cross country title, and that was over four thousand meters in Kana. Fast forward eleven months, and she's winning the senior women's cross country title over nine thousand meters, um in Kilkenny. So there's an, an an incredible Incredible rise for for from for Fiona and we had her on the podcast. We had a great actually great chat with her on the podcast there just after she she won gold at at the nationals and it's the fact that she's getting an injury free run. She was dogged by injuries the, the last couple of years, but and I'm touchable here. Um, she's had an injury free run this year, so she's able to get consistent training, and we could see that in her. We could see the results of that in her performances. To win a national senior title by 38 seconds, that's no mean feat. That's that's an incredible, that's an incredible winning margin. Um, and like she was telling us that time that she was um she was always waiting for someone to, to pass her out. She couldn't believe her, she was in the race. And even coming into the final 500 meters, there was people shouting to her, You've got this, enjoy it, enjoy this running. But she couldn't enjoy it till she crossed that finishing line, and she was in even in a state of shock after that. And Fiona's gold medal there got her onto the Irish uh, women's team that went to the European cross country in Brussels in early December, and she finished thirty fourth there. And I was thinking, okay, that's kind of an that's an impressive performance. Um, her first senior international event of that magnitude. She was third home of the six Irish runners, which is a which is no mean feat either. But we had a Westcock Sports Star presentation earlier this week, and Fiona received her Sports Star award, and she was telling me that. She's not happy with 34. And I think that's the sign of the, the competitor in her. She, like, she wants to get back there and she wants to do better and better. Um, the good news is that she is taking a lot of confidence off winning the senior cross-country title. And that's what she needs to do because that that was the kind of flag in the ground moment for Fiona. I'm here now. Look what I look what I can do. The hope now is that she can build on 2023 stay injury-free, get another consistent winter training behind her, and hopefully we see better performances again in 2024. She's looking to improve her, her PBs on the track while also gearing towards the, the cross-country again at the end of, of next year. So um, she's a Bandon Athletic Club athlete. She's keeping Bandon on the map. She's keeping Inneskeen on the map. The same. She's uh, went to the same national school as Phil and Joan Healy, two other notable athletes in the same national school in, in a scheme that Orla Cronin, the Camogie All-Star, went to. So that's St. Mary's Central School in, in, in a scheme. So um, their former students are certainly finishing top of the class. Yeah, they're doing something right in, in a scheme. And I was going to mention a right about um, 
the kind of confidence that that she'll get from the year she's had because you could see in her interview with Hugh, um, she mentioned that she's kind of realized how good she is now. Whereas before it was it was all a little bit like, oh, I'm I'm not sure if I'm if I'm actually good at this. And now she has the proof, which uh, hopefully will help her go on to even better things in 2024. We move on to number five now, and from athletics to rowing and Kieran. Another, it's kind of it's kind of um funny that that um the success of Paulo Donovan and Finta McCarthy is number f- number five in the list here because we're talking about their success so often and it, it seems like every year they they show up in in this list and like you say maybe on a normal year they'd be number one but it just goes to show again the the kind of strength of of this year in West Cork sport. In the start, when um, this list comes out, I can start off by saying the success of Skibbering Rowers have spoiled us to the extent there's a danger that we can take it for granted when we absolutely shouldn't. And that's exactly it. They have spoiled us, the Skibbering Rowers, ever since Gary and Paul burst on the scene with that Olympic silver back in 2016. We're now heading into 2024. We're still talking about the success of Skibbering Rowers at a world level. So this year, Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarthy were crowned world champions in the lightweight men's double skulls. For, for the third time. So they're like they're you know back-to-back world champions. They're the best in the world at what they do. And they're two local men, they're, they're two skibbereen mm-hmm. rowers just out the road here from the Star HQ, they're from um Affidown Parish. And it's almost because we've become so used to that. Like that's Paul and Finton are just a machine. They're a rowing machine where they'll win nearly every race. There was almost shock this year when they didn't win gold at Lucerne in World Cup three day. If they finished second by like fractions, I'm talking fractions of a second, and that was their the first regatta together this year. But that shows you that the heights, the consistent heights that they've hit, is that they are without dispute the best lightweight double in the world. They're Olympic champions. We're going into 2024, and the two lads, if they can stay injury free, will be favourites to win gold at, at the Paris Olympics as well. And I'd say it again, we just need to enjoy it because nothing lasts forever, and after the 2024 Olympics, lightweight rowing will not be part of the Olympic schedule anymore. So next next summer's games will be the last time we'll have lightweight rowing at an Olympics. So just enjoy what the Skibbereen Rowers have done. They brought us so much joy and happiness over the over the, over the last number of years. How many front pages have they adorned? How many thousands and thousands and thousands of words have been written about the Skibbereen Rowers? And every single one of them justified for what they've done to put Skibbereen Rowing on the map and put West Cork on, on the world map. And we're talking about world champions, the best in the world, yet they only make fifth spot in their mm. local newspapers, top moments of the year. You know, that, that that's, incre- that, that's, that's incredible. And um, if they finish their Olympic uh, adventure on a high next year, um, I could safely assume they'd be further up the list, but for now they'll have to settle for fifth. Absolutely. Um, I I guess if they do if they do win gold next year, they might uh they might make the top three. Then we'll see. Uh, we'll move on now to number four and Newcastle Kieran. They obviously won the senior A hurling senior A football title this year, and it's been an incredible year for the Royal Club. Whatever they have in Newcastle, whatever magical agreement magical ingredient they have up there. They need to bottle it and sell it because they would make millions. This is an incredible club. And we've spoken about them so much on the podcast before. Um, everyone knows about Newcastle Town GA Club, the rural West Cork Club, and about the 
the, the fight and the spirit and the, that never say die attitude in the club and they're the team nobody wants to play because you just know that they're never going to stop like they've just a great attitude and spirit and it's the DNA of the club uh, so for them to do what they did this year to win county senior A titles in hurling and football um, at that level at senior level like that, that's quite astonishing that's, that's quite unbelievable especially when they're picking off basically the same panel of players and during this year's championship, it was week after week, hurling, football, hurling, hurling, football, football, into the knockout stages, um, throwing a drawn hurling final against Blarney. They had to come back again, and they beat Blarney to win the County Senior A hurling final. A few weeks later, then they took on Donnie's, their big rivals, in the County Senior A football final. And that was like that was a derby where anything could happen. And Donnie's have been so impressive in the, in the lead up to that, to that final. And I remember 15 minutes in and Newcastle were a couple of points down. I was like, Jesus, these fellas don't look like they have it in their legs. But that Newcastle spirit just shone through again. They took control of, of that match. David Buckley was a star. He was superb that day. I think it was nine points he finished with. Um, he scored more than the whole Donnie's team who finished with eight. And it was just one of those one of those matches you were just kind of honoured and privileged to be there to watch David Buckley in action, but also to watch Newcastle complete the double. And they're now up at the Premier Senior level in both football and hurling for 2024 so that's that's going to be a challenge for them to juggle that but I'd say no better club to do that either yeah absolutely there's the I was looking at the groups there just um for their draws um or their games next year in, in football they'll be up against Nemo Ballincollig and Aero and in hurling they've got Sars Douglas oh sorry no wrong one they've got the Bars Blackrock and Father O'Neill so two tough groups there in both codes but like you say, there's probably no no better uh, club to 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 attempt to go at it than Newcastle. No, I was saying nobody likes playing against um, Newcastle. And I think all those teams, like that, let's say, let's say that football group for a second, those three teams they were drawn against were also in the same group together. And um, this year, now all of a sudden they're facing each other again, and they're facing Newcastle, and they're like, oh god, Newcastle, because they know it's 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 going to be tough and like we've seen this year there's good footballers and hurlers in in Newcastle but I think going into 2024 it's almost about just um okay just have a good just a, a good good year don't get involved in any relegation battles and use that as a platform to build on then absolutely well, let's take a very quick break we'll be back to count down our top three West Cork sporting moments from 2023 the Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. And welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast, where we're ready to count down our top three moments from the year gone by. And Kieran, jumping straight in at number three. And you've gone for the rise of Inishannon rugby star Jack Crowley. Yeah, what a year it's been for the for the for the Bendon Rugby Club um product, Bendon Grammar School, young fellow came through Bendon Grammar. Um, he's really made his mark. His, his rise actually Dylan, has been remarkable over the last couple of years. Go back to 2021, it's when he made his, his monster debut. Uh, came on as a sub uh, against Ulster, I think up in um Kingspan Park. Later, later that year, then he made his his kind of first start. To now, two years on, he's playing for Ireland at a World Cup in in France, and as the backup to Johnny Sexton. So that just shows how far Jack Crowley's come in in two years. But also, also this year, like there's been such conversation about okay, who's who would be the 
the backup to, to six and it was between uh, Ross Byrne and there was Joey Carver who was in the conversation at some stage going back and there was obviously Jack was there as well but Andy Farrell favoured Jack Crowley we saw that as the tournament progressed that it was um it was Jack Crowley who was getting the nod and whether it was kind of kicking that that, um, that penalty against South Africa at the start of France okay for a player that calibre that's almost a gimme in some sense we've seen players miss it and he still came on and he, he, simply, he still played his part but um, it had worked up that suggested that Andy Farrell likes the and um, Jack Crowley, which Johnny Sexton after retiring that Ireland number 10 shot is up for grabs. And you would think that Jack Crowley is the man leading the, the race to get that and um, that jersey for the Six Nations. A lot can happen between now and after the Six Nations at the at the start of February. But Jack Crowley's name is certainly in the mix and in our in the year sports review that's coming out next week. We have a super piece by Tom Savage. Where um, I asked um, to answer the question, is the heir apparent? And uh, Tom Savage of Tree Kings, super piece of it, and it's well worth reading. And he kind of lays out there why he thinks Jeff Crowley is the best number 10 in Ireland right now. So it's been a, a year of huge progress for, for Jack from his role in Munster's URC win earlier in the year, but then earning his place in the Irish squad for the World Cup, then becoming the number two to back up to Johnny Sexton, then taking his chance when he came on. So He's, he's a young man um, with a huge future of ahead of him. He might be Ireland's future, but he's also Ireland's present as well and his minister's present. So um, to get number three on the list. Yeah, it's incredible. I was just looking there. He's done all this at age 23. Uh, Johnny Sexton, obviously, look, compare nobody, I guess if you're Jack Crowley, you're you know you're going to get compared to to Sexton. You probably don't want to, but you know it's gonna happen. And I was just kind of having a look. Sexton made his or he won his first cap for Ireland in 2009 when he was 24. So just just going off that kind of very basic comparison, he's further along, let's say, like he he's he's played in the World Cup, he's won the URC with, with Munster, and he's still only 23. So it just goes to show kind of the sky is the limit in a sense for him as well. Exactly. Like, like that's a great point. He's so young, but he's still He's developing all the time, like in all these, whether it's in, in, in the in the World Cup when he was coming on, he started one or two games, but he was coming on as a replacement for, for sixth. And it's all about experience and it's all building up that bank of knowledge and experience that, that he has. He's, he's going to make mistakes in games because he's only a young fella. Um, but this the you could see the potential is there. He just has that X factor, you know. He's a he's a fella you'd hope that he'd lead Munster for, for the next decade. Like he has he has that ability. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if he does get the nod for the Six Nations and if he does, how he, how, how he performs because it's a big sea change for Ireland to go from Johnny Sexton, who was the leader of that team on and off the field for which is well over what, 10 years. And all of a sudden now you're looking at um, at someone new coming into such an important position. But Jack Crowley doesn't get phased. He's a very cool, calm um, demeanour about him. He just um, met him at sports star presentations and you just know when someone has has something about him and he has that bit of bit of X factor about him too. And you could see it. He's I don't think he's his head will be head will be turned by all this chatter about him and, and the rise that he's had in such such a short space of time. So I think like you said, the sky's the, the sky's the limit for him. And we'll just we'll watch on with interest how how he develops and matures as a player over, over the next 12, 18, 24 months. Yeah, it'll be incredible. And um just for, for listeners who are interested in reading or hearing more about Jack Harley, we did a, a podcast earlier in the year 
um, which I thought was very good. In kind of the end of August, um, about the rise of Jack Hurley, we spoke to uh, Dan Murphy, who's the president of Bandon Rugby Club, where he where Crowley began his career. We also spoke to Reggie Sonne, who's a former Toulouse player, um, and he's a coach who um, is working with Bandon RFC and Bandon Grammar and worked with Crowley as a young man. So that's well worth going back to listen to uh, for anybody who's interested in hearing more about the rise of Jack Crowley. That's why he's number three. We'll move on to number two and it's Castlehaven who have had an incredible couple of months, Kieran, winning the Cork Premier Senior football title, winning the Munster Premier Senior football title and now into an All-Ireland semi-final in early January. Um, just brilliant stuff from, from a, a remarkable team. Yeah, and I think the, the caveat with this, they're at number two, but they're not finished yet. Like you said, they're at, they're at um, an All-Ireland semi-final to take it on St. Bridget's in Turles on, on January 7th. So possibly the best is yet to come for this Castlehaven team. But James McCarthy's side so far, like they've had an absolutely brilliant season to to win the county title, to win the county senior football title for the first time in, in 10 years. Um, that's that's obviously worth um worth worth noting. Like it's it's a huge achievement. But it's it's the way they did it, Dylan, that kind of um that really that really impressed people because this was a hard won county title to beat Clonakilty in the group stage finals two years ago, to beat a good Ballancolic team, to beat the Bears, their nemesis over the last couple of years in the county semi-final was um was a big scalp for Castlehaven to take. And then to beat Nemo Rangers, the reigning champions in in the final. Haven took out all the big guns along the way. And it did, I think this is a very important county for Castlehaven to win because they have been part of the big three over the last couple of years. There was themselves Haven and the Bears. But if you're ranking those big three in recent before the season, Haven were always third because the Bears are winning the county or it was Nemo and it was um either back in the, the 2020 county final played in 21. Uh, there was Nemo beat um, Castlehaven. Then the Bears took Haven out in the 2021 and 22 semi finals. So Haven were knocking at the door, but this was the year that the door opened. And um, absolutely brilliant. First time in a decade that they won the county title. And for the likes of Brian Hurley, Michael Hurley, Dave Cahillan, Mark Collins, um, they're all there back in, in 2013 as well. So those they're all central characters on this, on, on this, on this Haven team that opened the door to the Munster series. They were an arm wrestle against Cratlow in a Munster quarterfinal that was moved from Castlehaven up to Parky Cueve. Then they travelled to Fraherfield and Dungarvan and beat Rackormack, the, the, the Waterford champions. And then we had that incredible Munster final against um, Dingle in the, the Gaelic Browns in early December. Played in a storm. like It was incredible up there that, that day. The wind and the rain that lashed the players on the field. And it's a credit to both teams that they served up such an entertaining game. But that's a game... Where Castlehaven looked dead and buried it a couple of times. Three points down in this in the second half of normal time, they got it back to force extra time. Three points down at half time and extra time, they looked dead and buried again. But the spirit in this group is just incredible. They got it back to force penalties. And they earned penalties. They they beat Dingle in sudden death after stumping us all with Damon Cahillan in goal. Uh, so just a, an incredible game to watch and to be there for. So they they definitely deserve their their number, their, their number two spot. Um, they put West Cork football back on the map again. A great year for, for West Cork football. But like I said, the best could be yet to come because they're heading into the All-Ireland series in the new year. 
Yeah, the Kieran, they kind of remind me a little bit of um Real Madrid in the Champions League a couple of years ago. Uh, you just can't seem to kill them every time a team thinks they've uh, they've pulled one over on the Haven. They managed to bring it back with some some clutch points in in the last minute or by by coming back from a few points down and even thinking back to the opening game of the the county championship against uh Carberry they drew I think it was 11 points a piece I don't think many people after that game would have been pointing at Castlehaven and saying um county champions let alone Munster champions and now into the All-Ireland series as well so that kind of goes to show the incredible work that's been done I guess not just this year but in in the the last few years as well to get them to to this place as well one man who did think after that draw against Cavalier Rangers and Clannock Hilty that they would win the county was their manager James McCarthy he was telling me after only a couple of weeks ago after that game, um, he got the, the lads, Castlehaven lads, into a huddle on the pitch and he said to them, I think we're going to win the county this year because he saw the heart and spirit and determination of the group because they were out a couple of players. Brett Hurley was missing that day. Did um did black cards. Did, uh, did they have a red card? Did um, injuries? Conor Gahlan was off. Jack Gahlan was off. So they were, they were out five, you could say, regulars by the end of that game, yet they held out to get a draw against, um, against Carby Rangers. And James McCarthy just felt he goes just what he saw from from the from the group that they kind of said to him, "Jesus, we could do something here." It's one thing saying it, but it's another thing doing it, you know. And like I said earlier, to win the county the way they did was was a was um was incredible. And it's just it's just a team like Dingle will be having nightmares. Like it's like the boogie, yeah. like yeah. Jesus, like kind of Haven would not die that day, and like whatever they did, you know. And a three point lead in those conditions was a huge lead, but Haven's head never dropped. And that's just a remarkable about this group. It's it's a spirit. It's a spirit. We talked about Newstone earlier, about the DNA in the club and, and the spirit and, and the resilience and the character. And Haven showed that in spades that they opened up in um, the Gaelic grounds. And I think I said in the podcast after, that's what kind of struck me after. It was like, Jesus Christ, those fellas just won't go away. Like, And I think that's yeah. a remarkable trait, trait to have um, in, in a team. So going into the All Ireland series, St. Bridget's will know kind of that this that they're that they're in for a battle, that they really are in in for in for a battle. So um, we'll have to see now what what the new year brings. It could be a a nice busy start to the January for the sports section. Yeah, that'd be great. And just before we move on to our, our number one as well with with Haven, you mentioned there the the spirit, but it's the quality as well that they have in in Spades because uh, it was Mark Collins, uh, the captain, was speaking to us on a podcast recently, and um. When Michael Hurley went down in the in the final, his thought was next man up, and mm-hmm. next man came up and performed well. And we saw um Callan had a, had the game of his his life in the final then as well when they really needed him to. So they have the quality there, um, kind of outside of of kind of the the first couple of big names as well. Let's say about James McCarthy and his management team have done over the last couple of years. It did give a youth its chance. So they're they're building a really strong squad there. So the likes of Sean Brown, these young fellas are coming in, they're, they're getting they're getting stacked in places. Um we saw young Michael McGuire uh come off the bench in the, the Munster final. So they're not afraid to give youth its fling and to give young fellas a, a chance. And there's um there's a really kind of strong, strong core of young players coming up there. Look at the likes of Robbie Minahan coming on. There's there's these young players like Jack Allen still only twenty one I think, and um, so they have this core of young players 
that complement the older group, the likes the, the lads you mentioned earlier, the the Brian Hurley, Michael Hurley, Mark Collins, Damien Cahillan. Um, you look at the likes of like Conor Cahillan is very experienced at, at this stage as well. Colin McGuire, one of the heroes from the from the Munster final with with four points. When you have the likes of him stepping up to become a hero on, on the day, like I think that's huge for the group because maybe over the years there was a, an overdependence on Brian Hurley. And you can see why, like he's he's an incredible footballer. He's been Cork's top forward for the for the for the last ten years or so. But then you look at um at the the Munster quarter final against Cratlow up in Parky Quiv, it was Robbie Minahan who came on to get the goal. So they can get they have heroes emerging in in different in different games, and that's just good for Castlehaven. So there's a strength and depth there to suggest that even after this season that they aren't a team that's going to go away. Yeah, absolutely. So good luck to them as well in their. All Ireland semi final against St. Bridget's. That's on the weekend of the sixth to the seventh of January, isn't it? That's on Sunday, the seventh of January at um it's in Simple Stadium in Torles. Yeah, so we'll uh we'll be back um on the podcast speaking about that game, I'm sure. Okay, and moving on to our number one pick for the year. And I guess anyone who's been around Skibreen in the past seven days. Will might maybe would have been able to to guess uh what our number one pick would be, but it's the uh O'Donovan Rasses ladies footballers who won an All Ireland title last Sunday. What an absolutely brilliant win! And the celebrations that followed after were incredible. This this is just a really really remarkable story. The rise of this O'Donovan Rasses football team. Rewind back to the County Junior A final in twenty twenty two. They lost to Neva Bond. They were heartbroken afterwards. So to bounce back the way they did in 2023, not alone did they win the, the county title, not alone did they win the Munster title, but last Sunday they went up to Parnell Park and they won the All-Ireland title as well. They beat Claire Morris 2-7-11 points. Young Ava O'Donovan to start the show. She um, she scored 2-5 that day. With Ava actually here, work experience a couple of, of, of months back as well. So can we take some credit for Dylan, even this like <laughs> up point out, out two of a percent? Because... We brought Ava in here. We showed her what the sports department is about, and maybe that set set seeds in her mind. I want to get in front of the star. I want to get in front of that star sports section. And you know what? She's realised that ambition. People who see the Southern Star Sports section this Thursday will see the the skip hero of the the moment there. But um, just an incredible win for for O'Donovan Rasa. And what's really cool about this, Dylan, is it's on the 30th anniversary of the men's team winning the All Ireland Senior Club back in in 1993. So. Donovan Rasa can now lay claim to having two All Ireland titles in the in the one club in men's and women's. That's quite a unique achievement. Um, but the women's rightly are taking centre stage, and they rightly deserve to take top spot in our moments of the year as well. Yeah, it's incredible. You mentioned Ava there, obviously getting the headlines, kicking the two five out of uh, Rasa's two seven in the final. But the whole team, like the, it's not just about now as well. When you when you take into consideration, it's a very young team, so. Who knows kind of where where this team could go uh, going forward as well. It is uh, you're you're looking at the, the likes of Ava. She's um fourth year student up in Skibbereen Community School. Ellie Tobin, really good defender, really highly rated. She's um she's a fourth year student also up in the same school. And both Ava and Ellie have been called into the Cork Minor panel for for next year. But even looking at like um Laura Mahoney there in the engine in, in midfield, like she's still quite a young footballer and she's played at Cork for the for the last couple of years. So there's there's a lot of young players. Tara Regan, the sub goalkeeper, came on the final. She's she's in school up in um in Skibreen. Ifor Driscoll came on as well. She's still a, a school student. 
so you have you have a lot of young players um, coming on board, and then you kind of you you mix that with the experienced players like uh, Michelle Donnell in, in defence, Christine Fitzgerald in goal, um, the likes of Kate O'Donovan, who's a who's a teacher. Um, she's from Lepsi, she's a teacher in the secondary school in, in Skibbereen. So they've, they've a lovely mix there. They have a lovely mix of players, but they have a lot of youth as well. And what this will do for those young players to be part of this incredible season, that will help their development no end because not only did they win the county, but then they go into Munster and they travel around to the different venues and play the Munster final up in Mellow against Clownmack and Myvana Kerry and win that. That's great for for those players' development. But then that All-Ireland quarter-final to go across to, to Glasgow to play a quarter-final um, and all the trappings that had with it, fly out on the Friday, stay overnight, play a quarter-final at half level on the Saturday morning, get the flight back home again. Then straight after that, they went to an All-Ireland home semi-final Skibbereen, which brought a bit of pressure with it as well. A huge crowd came out to watch the local team. Then go up to an All-Ireland final. Like That's a lot of big games in a short space of time. For those for those young players and even for those experienced players, like huge learning curves. And I think what's impressive is they pass the test each time and take it back to the, the final against Claire Morris last Sunday. They were leading for most of that game. Seven minutes to go. Claire Morris went the point up. Skip needed to they needed to um, fight back. They, they, they needed an answer to what Claire Morris, because they were playing well at the time, the the Mayo team. And it was just a lovely sweeping move up the field. Started from Tara O'Regan in goal. Um, Laura Mahoney was on the ball. I think was it um, Emer Hurley or um, Emma Hurley, sorry, um, was on the ball. Got it into Kater Donovan who popped the pass inside to Ava Donovan who checked back and left-footed, bang, goal. What a response. What a brilliant response from a team when they were kind of backed into the corner. They came up with a big goal, a big moment in, in, in a big game and it just speaks hard for the for the character of, of this side. So, um. They brought a lot of joy, a lot of joy to Skibbereen. I've seen here for the last couple of weeks, the, the red and white flags all around the town. The the town have taken this team to their hearts and you can see that connection because a lot of these these players, they're, they're, they're living and working here in Skib. Uh, yeah. Jessica Beechner, she works at Access Credit Union. Um, she, she she lives in Skib. Like I mentioned, Christine Fitzgerald, the goalkeeper, she teaches in St. Joseph's National School. Michelle Donnellan, well, I mentioned earlier as well, she works in, in cost cutters, um, everybody's cost cutters. You have all these local links, as in because they're, they're here in Skib, they're living, working, their family and friends are here. And that's why the homecoming was so special. And that's why this, this All Ireland win has resonated so much and it's brought people's memories back to 1993 when that great team led by Small Mick won the All Ireland as well. So, um, huge celebrations for, for the Rasa and uh, definitely shortened the winter. And I think they'll have a good Christmas in Skibbereen. Yeah, absolutely. The the videos of um the homecoming were brilliant, and you mentioned the uh it's the thirtieth anniversary of the um the men's uh senior All Ireland winners. It maybe it won't be until twenty fifty three that the uh these uh the ladies footballers will kind of sit back and realize the 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 gravity of their achievements. I guess so. We'll uh we'll be back on the podcast in twenty fifty three to look back on a brilliant year for O'Donovan Rasa once again. So that's the end of our list, Kieran. Do you have any honourable mentions before we finish up? I know we we spoke about Barry Rowe, but there's been plenty of, of other brilliant West Cork sports people and sports teams throughout the year. Is there anyone else you want to give a quick mention to? Yeah, obviously the Barry Rowe footballers, very unlucky not to get in. Um, no doubt my inbox will be full now, thanks to you getting out my email address so people can, can uh, complain about that one. You can look at the likes of Nicola Tuttle, the Hammer Trophy from Kilbritton had a superb year. 
won the senior women's hammer title back in the summer, finished fourth at the European under 23s, set numerous PBs. Um, she had an incredible year. I'm thinking top of my head now, Libby Covinger, a back-to-back all-star from St. Cullum's, a rock in the net full back line for the Cork team that won the All-Ireland Camogie title and hammered Waterford in the final. Maybe definitely in with a show to get into the the, the, the top 10. Dunmanway Town, the Beamish Cup specialist, won the Cup for the third time in four years. They beat Bunratty up in Turner's Cross. And he was 2-1 earlier in the year as well. The likes of Drina Rangers winning the, the Premier Division title. Like There's so many there. Like, and it's, that's why we just talk about the sport in um, in, in West Cork and this kind of golden era. And, and you, you can you can definitely see it. So it's it's a tough challenge to have it down to just 10 I think, I, th- I think it's a good top 10. So I'm hoping the people who want to send in the complaint and they're about to press that send button, they're like, you know what? We'll give this guy a break inside here. Um, so um, no, I think it's um, a, a, a super year. And I think what's exciting is heading into an Olympic year in 2024. Um, and it, that's always going to be busy. We have so much West Cork interest in, in, in that as well. And the GA scene can be built on this year. There's so much going on. So it's been a... An incredible 2023, and we just know next year will be just as exciting. Yeah, looking forward to 2024. And speaking of looking forward, Kieran, just very quickly, the Southern Star is in shops tomorrow, uh, tomorrow Thursday, as always. What can readers look forward to in this week's Southern Star? We have six pages on O'Donovan Ross's All Ireland victory. If there's a star left in Skibbereen by Friday morning, something is wrong somewhere. I'm hoping the star will be sold out because, like you said, six pages of, of the best coverage of O'Donnell Ross's All Ireland win. We've all the bases covered from the from reaction from the players like Lisa Hart, like like Kate O'Donovan, from like the manager of James O'Donovan. Um, I write a piece about the connection between the 2023 ladies team and the 93 men's team, the, the links there, but also the connection between this team and, and the town. And um, when the bus came in on, on Sunday night, they stopped off on, on North Street and Noel and Nora, Noel and Nora O'Driscoll were waiting there to, to, to lift the cup. Their granddaughter Aoife was on the, the, the skip team and Noel and Nora's son, Joe, was, who's Aoife's dad, was actually on the skip team that won the, 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 the All-Ireland back in 93. So just that lovely kind of full circle moment for them. Um, so loads of oh, Donovan Ross coverage. Also interview with Cotton Maguire. Um, Haven Hero from the Munster final where he tells us he hopes this season never ends and it's easy to see why he says that Tom Lyons counts down he's top 10 West Cork GA moments of the year which is quite interesting when you compare to what we've just talked about now so I won't say too much more some, some of what we have doesn't um, Tom is, has his top 10 in different places so that's that's well worth um, checking out uh, match report from Clannock Kilty Soccer Club beat Dunmanway Town in the West Cork League Premier Division to stretch their lead to 11 points. We have a big report on that. We have all the Christmas soccer fixtures that are coming up. The road bowling is set for a busy period. We have an interview with the Barry Row captain, David O'Sullivan, telling us why the sky is the limit for the Barry Row footballers. We explain why the abandoned footballers are relegated from junior A in Carberry without kicking a ball and why they were relegated. St Mary's GA Club are the first Carberry club in West Cork to win a, um, an Irish Joe McDonough Award. And there's so much more in there. So it's just before Christmas. And I think our listeners should treat themselves to the star this Thursday because much like Santa Claus on Christmas Eve, we deliver and you won't be disappointed. Absolutely. And if you are further afield or you can't make it to the shops, you can treat yourself to the Southern Star e-paper. Get it on your laptop, tablet or phone. Just head to subscribe 
www.southernstar.ie, enter your details and you'll get an exact replica of the newspaper for less than two euro per week alongside full access to our website as well. As always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport podcast again. This is our last episode of the year. So I guess from myself and Kieran, a happy Christmas to all our listeners and a happy new year as well. We'll be back again in the new year to keep you up to date on all things West Cork sport. But in the meantime, the paper will still be out. So you won't miss Kieran too much if you pick up the star tomorrow. You can pick it up on the 28th as well for a brilliant uh, edition where we'll be reviewing that we have the news review and the sports review of 2023 as well. If you've enjoyed this, please remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours. And thank you again this year to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. We'll be back again in January. Thanks for listening.